0: Now, it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Well, I almost had Jeff interrupt that commercial break and break in for live breaking news because I looked up at the TV monitor here in the studio and Gwyneth Paltrow is getting ready to testify in a... Ski Collision Case? Really? Uh, Okay. Hey, uh, welcome to Bob Brady Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. This is the four o'clock hour of the program. Okay. Can I plead my complete ignorance? I had no idea that Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow was involved in a ski accident. Hey, Jeff, now you're much, 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 much younger than I am. Are you aware of the Gwyneth Paltrow ski collision case? Are Are you aware? Did you even know this was the thing?
0: No, no I can't say that I did.
1: Jeff, you're young, you're hip, you're cool. You didn't know? Nope. Well, it makes me feel better. I... <laughs> I had no idea that she was in—I know who she is, okay? Uh, would I recognize a picture of her? Yeah, No. I, did, I know the name. Uh, if you put up the picture of three Hollywood actresses, which one of those is Gwyneth Paltrow, I probably couldn't pick it out. Uh, and I had no idea that she was involved in some kind of ski accident— but it's big enough news that Fox News broke it, breaking news, Gwyneth Paltrow is about to testify in ski collision case. Now, I don't know whether somebody hit her or she hit them. I don't know whether there was anybody hurt. or I, I don't know. Maybe she can collided with a tree. I don't know. But I, I thought, and forgive, forgive me for getting sidetracked here. This is not what I was going to discuss our obsession with sports people singers movie people i mean our obsession with these people it's it's just weird it's just bizarre it's it's like a cult i mean it it it, it really is a a, a hero cult and if, if you think in eternal terms at all, and folks, listen, this program is about having a biblical worldview, right? Being an LTD, being an LTD and having a biblical worldview. If you understand anything about a biblical worldview, our focus is not on the immediate. It's on the eternal. You and I, if we're following Jesus, serving and honoring Jesus, we are doing things that have eternal impact. And I mean eternal impact. Ten million, ten billion years from now, what we are doing for the kingdom of God to honor Jesus, to tell other people about Jesus, and to minister to people in the name of Jesus— It's going to have an impact for eternity. And that's why we don't get devastated completely about things that will impact us for a year or two years or even ten years. Do they impact us? Of course. We're humans. But not like the world around us that has no concept of eternal values. And listen, what these sports people do, Tom Brady, is he the goat? Yeah, he probably is the goat of all football quarterbacks. He will probably go down in history as the single greatest quarterback in history. What will that mean in a hundred years. now nah, he'll be in some record books. Nobody will remember him because everybody was dead. I mean, some people will talk about him and read about him, and he'll be in some history books and, you know. But it will have no impact on anybody, even a hundred years from now. Two hundred years, forget it. Our movie stars. Tom Cruise, what impact is he going to have on humanity a hundred years from now? None. Zero. What about the other basketball stars and baseball stars? What they're doing, what they're accomplishing will have no eternal value whatsoever unless they dedicate it to God and do something that will actually minister to people and help people. Other than that, nothing. And that's why I have said for such a long time, be careful who your heroes are. Be careful who your heroes are. Heroes are not made on the football field. Not heroes. Now, we can admire their athletic ability. I mean, my goodness, you look at the athletic ability of a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a Joe Montana or a Peyton Manning. I mean, their athletic ability, you know, we talk about one in a million, and it's okay to admire that and say, wow, They are so incredibly talented and gifted. That's fine. That doesn't make him a hero. Setting passing records, strikeout records, stolen base records, three-point goals in the NBA, they earn admiration. But that doesn't make anybody a hero. Football fields, baseball diamonds, basketball courts, soccer fields do not make anybody a hero. And certainly not the fake and phony world of the movie industry pretending to be somebody that they're not. And some of them are really, really, really good at pretending to be someone that they are not. And they have great talent, great ability. But that doesn't make them a hero. And yet we have illustrations like this. Breaking news! I don't know whether any of the other TV networks, cable networks, but Fox News just uh, 15 minutes ago, breaking news, Gwyneth Paltrow is going to be testifying about ski collision case. And my question is, why? Why is that important, except to the parties involved? It's because of this hero cult that we have cultivated. And it's not just America, other countries as well. I did not intend to take that much time. That happens often on this program. Uh, We need to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a brief story. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard me share this story before, but I haven't for many years And I think it bears repeating when we return.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: I love it when God teaches you lessons in a very personal way. I want to recount a story, a very true story, and I have shared this on this program. I don't know, I know at least probably twice in the last 23 years, maybe more, I don't know, but it's been a long time, and I think it it bears repeating, because God used it to really get my attention. Several years ago, in fact, a long time ago, uh, Columbus, Ohio was a test market for Jimmy Dean Restaurants. Now, the younger people are going, who's Jimmy Dean? Oh, the sausage guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Those that are older, remember, he was quite a singer, incredibly popular, Jimmy Dean. And he had the whole sausage thing, but he wanted to open a chain of restaurants uh, to compete directly with Bob Evans. And so they chose Columbus as a test market. And over on Cleveland Avenue... Uh, north of 161, uh, where the Columbus Square is. That was a real happening place a long time ago. Uh, well, they that chose to build a restaurant there, and it was the very first Jimmy Dean restaurant in the country, and it was going to be a pilot. It was going to be a test, and if it was successful, they were going to start a chain across America. Well, evidently, it wasn't that great a success because... They never built a chain across America. But anyway, uh, it was time for our annual mission conference. So I know it was in October. I don't remember the year. And we had missionaries from all over the world in the church that Joy and I had the privilege of pastoring. And uh, we loved heaping Benefits to them, helping them, encouraging them. And one way, we took them out to restaurants to eat, just to talk and encourage. Well, this one night, we had the privilege of taking Ward and Sarah Jane Harris out to eat. Ward and Sarah Jane were missionaries many years in Africa. Ward was an Iowa farmer. He was so common, so down-to-earth. I don't have time to go into the story about how we met him and and all of that. But he was so unassuming, kind of backward, kind of slow-talking, had an Iowa farmer's drawl. And God called him to Africa, and God gave them an unbelievable ministry in the Central African Republic— I can't remember what it's called now. They started dozens and dozens of churches, saw thousands—and I mean thousands—of Africans come to Christ. He was so talented with his hands; they uh, built this. One, they started this one church, and it grew rapidly. And they needed to construct a large building to house the crowds but they had very few resources. Well, there was a junkyard in the town that they lived in, and they had all of these old semi-truck frames, metal, heavy, rusty semi-truck frames. And old Ward Harris rigged up some kind of winch with trees and I don't know what else he did, and he welded those truck frames together to make the trusses for the building. It wasn't much to look at, but it handled hundreds and hundreds of people. He was just, he was an incredible man. He was not a great preacher, but he was a great missionary. And as I said, they started dozens of churches and won thousands of people to Christ. And he was one of our guests at our missions conference. So anyway, we uh, we took him to Jimmy Dean Restaurant. It was fairly new. And we're sitting there eating, and all of a sudden, there is a commotion. I mean, a buzz in the restaurant. I thought, what in the world's going on? What's happening? People are pointing and buzzing. Look, 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 look. It was Jimmy Dean. This was his restaurant. It bore his name, and he came to visit it. And, oh, my goodness, people were going crazy because, again, you got to go back many years. He was really, really popular at that time. Everybody wanted to take pictures with him. Everybody wanted his autograph. Jimmy Dean's here. Can you believe that? Jimmy Dean's here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy Dean himself. Look at that. That's him. And I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. I looked across the table. At the weathered face of this old Iowa farmer that God called to Africa to be a missionary. And I thought, these people in this restaurant have no clue what a hero is. I thought, Joy High are sitting with the heroes. We are the ones that are sitting with the real heroes. Now, the whole world knows about Jimmy Dean, not so much now as before. They still sell his sausage in grocery stores. But I would imagine, unless you were in the church that we pastored, or you've heard me tell this story, you have never, ever heard the word the name Ward Harris. By the way, he made it to his 100th birthday and died shortly afterwards. His dear sweet wife, Sarah Jane, just died at 89, I believe, uh, just the week before last. But I'll tell you one thing. When we stand at the judgment seat of Christ, and all of us who know Jesus will, My friend, I doubt very seriously that you will hear the name Jimmy Dean or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. I hope they're saved. I don't know. But I'll tell you a name you'll hear. Ward Harris. Folks, be careful who your heroes are.